We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, well, uh, Notre Dame baseball, of course, had a historic season last year. They ended a 20-year College World Series drought and made it to Omaha for the first time since 2002. And one of the key cogs on that team is with us right now, Brooks Coetzee from uh, the Fighting Irish baseball team is a graduate student now. How are you doing today, Brooks? I'm doing all right. As I mentioned earlier, just finished up last classes ever. Can't beat that. That means final exams are on the way. So uh, good, good luck on that. I guess Thank first you. of all, just around the corner. But yeah, let's let's start with Omaha. I guess you know um, it's been nearly a year now since you guys were out there at the College World Series. So as you kind of reflect back on it right now, what what are maybe some of the the standout things that come to mind first for you? Uh. In regards to Omaha last year and the team that we have this year, it's the intensity that we still have. It's the expectation to win. And I think we were kind of trying to find our identity. And Coach Stifler mentioned that, that we were kind of a team with a new coaching staff trying to find the identity. But I think we've kind of started to fit into roles and starting to find our identity as of late. How does that, you know, that that's obviously a transition. And, and of course, Link Jarrett, your head coach from a year ago, left after the college world series you get a new head coach so i imagine you've still got kind of like some of the gleam from that trip to the college world series in your eyes and your heart and all that kind of stuff so what are the maybe that that initial transition what's what's that like for a team that just had the experience that you guys experienced last year i think the key thing is the experience that the guys bring back because we're bringing back what three guys that were key parts to that trip and knowing what it takes and working along with the coaching staff and giving our input, they also know what it takes. And I think that's kind of the big things is just working together as a, as a unit. You, you know, you kind of deflected there a little bit when I asked you about the college world series, are you sort of, do you sort of compartmentalize that now? Like, do you get not too caught up in sort of the nostalgia of that whole thing now, because obviously you do have sort of a mission that you're on here, you know, right now at the end of what's a five-year college baseball career. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it. It's, it happened in the past. It's a memory. It's what happened last year. It happened last year. It, 
the baseball world doesn't have, owe us anything to make it back to Omaha. We have to earn that right. And just because we went last year doesn't mean anything. Well, I think when you look at what you did two years ago for starters, like mm-hmm. you're on the verge, you're one win away from going to the College World Series. You're down there in Starkville, Mississippi against Mississippi State, and they end up you know, winning the national championship. They get there, and again, you guys are are one win away from, from being there yourselves. What was that like kind of being home, seeing them go on to accomplish what they accomplished, and how does that motivate you then going into the following season? You know, and then you can kind of roll that into this year as well, you know, the, the motivation that you have coming out of the experience that you had. Yeah, that Super Regional at Starkville was – it was one of a kind. And I think I've been blessed to play at some of the best spots in college baseball, but just that year coming up a game short, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even turn on the college world series. And <laughs> I think a lot of us did. It's I bet left a bad taste in our mouth. And then coming up short at the world series, finally getting to that stage, it's, it's kind of trying to hit that next point and kind of the next point for us and the expectations for us is to win it all. And I think that's kind of how we've grown as a program and as a unit is just trying to check those boxes and trying to get to the next step in Notre Dame baseball. How much does it like when, when you're coming off either one of those experiences, Starkville two years ago or College World Series last year, when you when you get back on campus that next fall, I have to imagine that just like the way you approach those first workouts have to be different maybe than, than even the year before. Was it, was it a lot different, you know, coming off those experiences? Yeah. And with those experiences too, you're, you're throwing a coaching change in there. And I think a lot of guys are trying to prove themselves, trying to be a part of a team that makes it to that point. And like I said, it's just that hunger and bad taste in your mouth that never really goes away. And I think everybody is trying to, trying to, work hard and so you never have to get that experience again we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I haven't had the experience of being to either Starkville or Knoxville. And of course, Knoxville is where you guys beat Tennessee in the Super Regional last year to get to Omaha. Like, like Starkville just seems like, like I, I you know, I've heard, you know, from like some of the, from the old, the old guard, you know, like the 2002 crew who, who was there in their regionals before that, you know, just the environment down there. And it, it, it sounds like both of those are environments are, are just like nothing that you could really ever imagine in college baseball. How would you compare the two? Well, they, they call it Stark Vegas for a reason. That place, right. <laughs> that place is one of a kind. And it's, the, I was I was playing right field in both spots, and Starkville gave me the hardest time out of both of those because really they had fat heads of me and my girlfriend with <laughs> Tanner Allen's face over my face, and it was it was college baseball to as it should be. And Tennessee, it was very passionate fans who really get behind their team, and haven't really had a program like that in a while, so they were excited for that opportunity. But I think Carter Putts got the butt of that. The or the worst of that experience, but Starkville, I think, was the highest attendance in what regional or super regional history. I think so, yeah. Cowbells constantly, and it, it was just deafening. And I think, out of this, those two experiences from an atmosphere standpoint, Starkville was probably number one. But being able to beat a team on their home field for the being the number one overall team, the favorites, I think that kind of plays a little bit of bias in there for me. That's what like, again, hearing some of those old tales from the old guys about going, going to Starkville and Mississippi state. It, it seems like the experience you experience with the fans is, you know, pretty, pretty, there's a common thread throughout the years, but at the same time, it sounds like they kind of have some, you know, like you said, the, the bobbleheads or the, or the, you know, the, the, you know, the blown up heads of you and your girlfriend and stuff like that. It seems like they have, some you know some fun with it anyway as much as they might be on you during the game yeah and if if it's going well for them too it's i mean it's a little less vulgar but if it's going bad for them, <laughs> right you can't hide it you can't ignore it but <laughs> it's college kids going at it i'm i'm curious that you know when you guys won the super regional in knoxville last year i talked to paul Maneri afterwards he, of course the you know the head coach of the 2002 team and he talked about how seeing that banner that you guys you know their 2002 banner that you guys were waving around out there you know really got him emotional seeing that and I remember asking Link Jarrett sort of like what's you know like how the banner got there where the banner had been you know all these different things and he didn't really know you know like so do you know who brought the banner and like where you know who had had it before that trip to Knoxville any any of that backstory with the banner I honestly don't know how it ended up there, but I do remember <laughs> it was always at the, I think it's been passed down generation to generation. Cause I remember seeing it on campus, my freshman year, then sophomore year, just at the older guys' apartments and stuff like that. So it's always been around the baseball like family, but who packed it and who got remembered to bring it. I, I'm still out of the loop on that. <laughs> that's still top secret that's what like some of the guys had said that they had heard that you know like someone found it in storage at some point you know maybe a few years after they had stopped flying it over x stadium and 
you know, like there's always, I, I think like a senior group of guys, you know, four or five guys lived together and they thought maybe the seniors had, you know, the senior house had, had passed it along, but I, I think so. You know, yeah. I, I don't know how much of that is like, you know, wives tale or <laughs> what's truth what's fiction i think it's one of those rumors the less you know the more interesting i guess so. <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right um well you know you are now you you, you mentioned that you're part of a group of experience and you're you're a graduate student you're getting ready to finish your fifth year here at notre dame and carter putz zach preisner and and zach siska part of that group as well of of fifth year guys who decided to come back? What what made you decide to come back for one more year? I think for me, ultimately, Notre Dame played a big part of that, getting another degree from a university like this. And from the baseball side of things, it's we as a group felt that it was kind of like unfinished business. And college baseball is a grind, and you want to go through that grind with people that you love and people who you're close with. And us as a group have been through the ringer. We've been through three coaching changes. We've been right. through below 500 seasons, trip to the World Series. I don't know if you want to go to war with anybody else. And I think that was a big part for most of us. Did you ever, you know, some of your teammates did enter the, the transfer portal after the offseason. Did, did you ever think about that, finishing someplace else? Or was it always Notre Dame or, or nothing? I was going to finish my baseball journey here. I didn't even look at the portal, didn't even think about the portal. I, I wanted to be have all my five years here. You uh, you know, we we talked about Link Jarrett in in the coaching change, and of course you guys faced him for the first time last weekend. Uh he's of course the head coach at his alma mater, Florida State now. And uh, you guys took two out of three games in that series last weekend. What was what was that like seeing him on the other side for the first time after what three years here? I mean, it was it was unique. It's the first time I've been in that situation. And just seeing him over there and we bought in so heavy to his culture and uh, the way he went about playing baseball. And we kind of knew what to expect from that standpoint, because we knew that he was going to try to do that with Florida State. And just hearing the verbiage again and <laughs> the stuff that he would be screaming from the dugout, we knew what he was trying to do, and it, nothing was really going to surprise us from that standpoint. But it was kind of – I don't know. It wasn't – good memories came up when you see somebody like that across the dugout. and Because, sure. like I said, the college baseball is a grind, and that, that was somebody that was with you on that grind. So it wasn't bad blood. wasn't anything like that. It was, it was good to see him, and it was – I wish him nothing but the best of luck. It's interesting because talking to him in his time here, he always talked about, especially in the, you know those those early days when when he first took over, about teaching you guys a new system and a new offensive system. And he talked about it could be a complicated system. And I really don't think that you hear baseball coaches, you know, talk that you know, like football, basketball. They they obviously have different mm -hmm. systems. Like what what was it like? How 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 would you describe? sort of going from from where you were to to the system that he had and and how different is it now with the you know the kind of stuff that you guys do I think for coach Link his system was just a foundation of how he expected baseball to be played and I think we fit that mold really well and he saw that and he took advantage of, of that so that could be like more motion on the bases and just how we approached 
our at-bats and stuff like that. And that kind of set the foundation for most of us with the new coaches. We had that foundation and it really isn't that much different. It's just the verbiage that's being used. And, but the big difference from this year is kind of the freedom that we're allowed to play with. It's not really being stuck to a system. And I think that's the only real difference from that. It's still the game of baseball. You still got to score more runs than the other team. But other than that, Coach Link really expected it to be done a certain way, and we bought into that. Could you tell because, you know, again, like he he always talked about sort of his pre-scouting and, and you know, the way that they would attack hitters and, you know, and, and vice versa, like, was there a difference facing Florida State and, and having him over there compared to facing some other teams and coaches that you faced throughout the season? I jokingly told our pitching coach this uh, fall that that's the toughest fall I've had because I've, <laughs> I've had Coach Ristano call the pitches against me for four falls now. And right. I mean, you don't want to think about that tendencies, but <laughs> it kind of just felt like a fall ball game with Coach Ristano calling the pitches. <laughs> At some point. Well, well, you guys fared pretty well, you know, like even if it was fall, but especially from a long ball situation, you guys fared pretty well last weekend. We did. We did. And like I said, it's just the familiarity might have been an advantage to us. How how much, you know, again, I I realize it's it's one series, but it is Florida State and there is that that connection that you how much did it mean to you guys to be able to win that series last weekend? It meant a lot. And it was kind of one of those things. They were, it was nothing personal, but they were kind of standing in the way of the goals that we had because where they're at in their season, they're kind of just trying to play the spoiler. And that's nothing to do with the coaching staff or anything. It's just where they're at in their season and where we're at in our season. And if we want to play postseason ball, we had to win that series. And that's kind of the approach we took to that. And that I would imagine because it is May now. And as you know, people who follow college baseball know May is a an important month. This is this is where it's on now. And you've got a couple conference series left. You're sitting in pretty good position in your division in the conference. And of course the ACC tournament coming up. I I imagine that that there that there has to be a different kind of focus every time you guys take the field right now with the NCAA tournament in mind. Yeah, it definitely does. And we kind of Coach Robbins mentioned earlier in the year, we used all our mulligans. At this point of the year, every at-bat counts, every game counts, every pitch counts. And that's kind of the approach that we have to take going throughout this year. You know, we've we've talked a little bit about Link Jarrett. We haven't talked as much about your new coach, Sean Stifler, other than you said, you know, there's there's maybe a little bit more freedom to do what you do. Like, what's what's maybe something that people wouldn't know about about Coach Stifler that, that you – you take note of maybe on a daily basis? Uh, something that's really stood out to me and it's just his want and intensity around the baseball field. He He's a super intense guy. He loves being blue collar. Like it's kind of a different coach than, than I've been around. And I kind of buy into that. I'm kind of the same person. So him and I get along pretty well. But another thing that stands out is he really cares about us as people. Like he, comes up and asks us like tries to be a non-baseball coach at times he tries to connect with us personally as opposed to just being the head honcho with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now I'm curious. You've you've kind of been a not maybe even kind of you've been a baseball magnet this year. Like <laughs> you've been hit by pitch 26 times after being hit 30 times in your four years previously combined coming into this season. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious, did you just wake up one day and decide that you were, you know, you were willing to wear the baseball a little bit or like, where did, where did all this come from this year? Well, part of it, it's coach Stifler. That's kind of the, one of the main goals of our culture is if they're going to pitch inside, we're not going to move our feet and buying into that and knowing where the holes in my swing are, it's people are going to attack me in hard. And so if I don't give up that ground like I have in the previous years, that's going to increase my chance to touch first base. And I mean, I'll take it. I love I love that part of the game. I love being on first and threatening. So I'm not going to get out of the way anytime soon. What's uh, what's the best or the worst bruise, I guess, that you've got out of this whole thing? Oh, just from this season. <laughs> um, there's a couple that hit my hammy just right and my quad and it, gives me a little bit of a dead leg and it doesn't okay. matter how long, the, how much adrenaline I got. It's, <laughs> it takes a couple of days to go away. Well, I mean, uh, the, the, the game that stands out is obviously the St. Joe's game where you hit four times and then the fourth time the bases are loaded. It's the ninth inning and it ends. It's a, it's a tie game and it's a walk-off hit by pitch. Had you ever had a walk-off hit by pitch before in your life? I have not, and I've never been hit that many times in my life, but it was kind of funny going, <laughs> the pitcher was missing up and in the entire time, and then as I was standing on the front steps, like one of my teammates kind of, we kind of expected me to get hit that at bat and to walk it off, and then bases got loaded. I'm like, this game's going to be over here soon, and then it just it hit me. Are Are you aware of where you are, like in terms of the record books and all, and all that kind of stuff right I now? I know I'm 11 away from tying all time and I think I'm leading right now for the season and the guy who holds the Notre Dame record Brett Lilly 106 uh, he, yeah that's right and he literally had a strategy you know like getting to 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 see his games you know he was he was more you know like your typical pesky you know leadoff type guy mm-hmm. that's where you know he would hit up at the at the top of the order but he had you know like Based on what the count was, he would move around in the box, and he was, you know, very, very willing, you know, to, you know, sounds like sounds like the same kind of attitude that you had. Like, do you have a a specific strategy, or is it just as simple as you said before? Don't move your feet, and you know, if it if it comes, it comes. Early in the count, I feel that way, but as soon as I get to two strikes, I try to take the decision making of the umpire out of it. I'm gonna either swing swing and get on, or I get on the dish. 
And if they want to try and pitch inside, they don't really have a lot of space to do that. So that's the only real adjustment I have to try to kind of scare them away from throwing inside. All right. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I imagine the pace that you're on right now, there's not many weekends you go without being hit probably at least twice. Are there? No, there's not. <laughs> at, at the beginning of the year, I was on pace for like, I was two a game. But I was going to say it's it slowed I, down there for a yeah. little while, but <laughs> it, it picked back up again, I think. Yeah. So when you look at this thing now, again, with, with the NCAA tournament set to begin here in about a month, you know, Memorial Day weekend, conference tournaments and all that stuff, and, and Selection Monday is is really just around the corner. As, as a fifth-year guy, what would it mean to you to be back in the NCAA tournament again? I mean – that's why we came back. That's why I came back. It's, it's an expectation, but it, you also know it's not a given. That's just – the season wouldn't be a disappointment if that doesn't happen, but that's kind of how the goal of all of us fifth years is for that to be the next step in this season. Absolutely. All right. Now, you started off. You didn't want to get nostalgic. Can you give me, can you give me one, one Omaha memory, one memory from the College World Series? Texas, Texas, that first game, just the three outfielders getting together after we secured the final out, doing our side bump that we do after every game and realizing that we just won a game in the World Series. That's a pretty good one. How did it feel hitting a home run in Omaha against Texas A&M? <laughs> that was that's also another one, but we lost like, that game. But yeah, that's true. That's your, did your body go like? Did your arms go numb? Did your body go numb? Anything you know? Like any of those kind of out of body experiences when you hit that? I didn't even. Yeah, I I just kind of because it was a new reliever, and he throws a ball the first pitch, and then I just kind of I didn't I blacked out that entire moment. I <laughs> I don't even remember hitting the ball. I don't remember running the bases. I. I didn't realize where the pitch was or what the pitch was until I saw it on video. So that that's is one of those blackout moments that I wouldn't trade for the world. All right. Awesome. Brooks Coetzee from the Notre Dame baseball team. Good luck against NC State this weekend. And, of course, good luck the rest of the season. We'll uh, hopefully see you guys in the NCAA tournament here in about a month. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. Take care. You too.